Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression. I'm so happy that you're tuning in today because this conversation with Lori Ladd, many of you are probably familiar with her, and those of you who aren't yet, you're going to want to be. And I'll leave all the links in which you can connect with her uh, in the show notes, but it's my most favorite conversation I've ever had on the pod ever. (laughs) And it's interesting because I have heard myself say that several times recently with each new conversation and guest before me, but it really speaks to the evolution and the depth and the narrowness in which we are being called, not only myself, but together us as a community and I know humanity. So you're in for a really deep, dope, juicy, powerful conversation. Um, We kick things off just to give you some highlights here. I wanted to offer up deep honoring to this woman who has made such a profound impact on my life. And there were specific moments uh, that really stood out. And even just saying it now gets me a little emotional um, when I just think of how grateful I am that somehow my soul found hers and, um, and I could learn from her and Ah, and really take on what she was sharing from the depths of her consciousness and this mission that she's on, um, that she's honoring with such devotion um, that would you know aid and support my journey because Lord knows it ain't easy out there. Um, so we start there. And then I wanted to get a little bit of her backstory. And and when she first heard the call that she was here on earth at this time to support in this massive evolutionary shift in human consciousness. And so we spent some time there and that's such a beautiful part of her story. And then we move into her recent trip to Africa and what led her there and the unworthiness work that was really up that by the way is up for all of us right now and it always has been but it's really acute right i have i've been saying this for a while now and i know you've probably heard it other places but humanity really is in the midst of a shadow to light moment, you know, and of course it's more than a moment, but in the blip of an eye, as we look back, that's what it will seem like. Right. And so this is it. We are being asked to face ourselves, to be with ourselves and to embrace the totality of ourselves. And yet also it's time to get to work. In other words, really embody why we are here, who we are and why we are here. I mean, it's a big, big theme of, of my purpose on this planet. So we get into that. I mean, the unworthiness work is so important. And I think the most important thing that anyone could be talking about right now, especially as we're embarking on, yes, a new year. And and um, some of us have deep desires and outcomes and dreams. And and uh, it's easy to get caught in the grips of, of distraction and dread or divisiveness or fear and just feel really frozen, right? And so part of what I love the most about this conversation is that we talk about those dark energies that are in the collective and of course manufactured and how we've got to force our way through. And so we talk about the ways in which we do that and what will support us in this journey. And then ultimately it came down to receptivity, just being really receptive to life's beautiful gifts in every single moment and not allowing for anything to be mundane, but instead the magic and the mysticism ever available to us, should we just allow ourselves to receive. And that's a big theme of also this conversation. 
And then finally, we we weave into some beautiful insights also as a part of her Africa journey um, and what she learned from the lions and that pure essence and what it means and how we are reflected. And that is who we are as well. And I'm tying it into Jesus's teachings as well. And uh, it's just, this was a dance. This was... It was so in flow and I haven't, I don't ever remember connecting at the soul level with divine tingles going off throughout the entire conversation with someone I actually didn't know on like a, you know, a human level, but my soul definitely recognized her and um, resonated with her and Anyway, this is just such a treat and I feel so honored that I get to bring it to you. So for those of you who are newer to Lori, just a brief snapshot on her bio. She is a a teacher of human evolution and she teaches um, around, you know, this big shift in human consciousness. She's also the author of The Divine Design. It's a book that was completely downloaded to her and and, uh, it's just such a fantastic read. And I'm going to leave links for all the ways in which you can connect with her as well as we touch on um, an author that she turned me on to, Ajashanti, and I know I've brought him up here before. I learned about him through her. So I'll link to both the books that have completely changed my life in case uh, you feel called to pick those up in addition to anything else that I leave. But without further ado, my friends, ah, oh, please enjoy this very powerful conversation on worthiness, receptivity, and fierce soul reclamation with Lori Ladd. Lori Ladd, such an honor to finally get you on fire and so welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I um I'm really happy that we were able to make this work and uh it's always divine timing when it works, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, new year, <laughs> new energies, really powerful time right now. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to drop all the way in, especially as you've just returned from Africa. We're recording this on the new moon. On one yes. Are you, I don't know. Are you like into the numbers? Do they have meaning for you at this point on your journey? Um, I mean, I give everything very little weight now. Um, only because I just, at this point, um, it, it just seems like there's always some sort of experience happening based on the, the days and the times and the, you know, it's just overwhelming. Um, but I always kind of have this little smirk when it's like the, you know, one eleven new moon we're talking today, you know, I always like, I'm like, you know, there's something, there's always a divine, you know, uh, intelligence that's playing, um, out. And, you know, when I see three, 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 two, 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 I always just, to me, it's always just the reminder that there is something so much bigger happening on this planet that we cannot see. And, and that's all I, I take it with. Um, yeah. and, and five, five, five always reminds me of Jesus for some reason. So, but yeah, well, you know, that's a perfect segue because I do want to shower you with really authentic honoring um, and how you have impacted my life specifically, not just from your super real raw revolutionary shares that are so spot on that so many of us need and relate to. Um, But there's, there's some specific things that you've shared that have touched me and changed me forever. And one is 
There was this live that you did in August and you were about to head to Ireland for an event, a speaking event. And you guys were just doing this look like impromptu thing. You were at the airport or something, or he was, and you had shared about Ajashante's book, Resurrecting Jesus. Ah, I had never even heard of him, much less the book. When you said that you had read it twice, I was like, okay, what? So I was on my way to a river trip um, in the car uh, from LA up to Sacramento. So it was like a good seven hours each way. I listened to the book up and back and I could not get enough. I've now also listened to it twice. Then I found his The End of Your World to help me make sense of what the heck I've been going through because I didn't understand the stages. I was like, is it really a spiritual awakening? Because I feel still pretty shitty about myself. So I don't know about that, right? Like all these things. And then it was also the awakening to the world and some agendas and all of that. So I wasn't sure, but it doesn't matter because his truth is so, so beautiful. But getting to connect to the mystical interpretation of Ajashante's, well, his interpretation of Jesus's teachings changed me. And then I understood the ushering in of Christ consciousness. And then, I, and then all of a sudden, Jesus loves you. Jesus saves you. Seen billboards, seen bumper stickers. I mean, it showed up everywhere in my field. And now he is one of my most important teachers in this life. So I wanted to say thank you in the bottom of my heart for that. But I want to continue. So if you would just honor me for a moment, taking up space while I have you on. Yes. About a year-ish ago, uh, you were lip syncing or singing along to the lyrics of Worthy by Madison. Uh. Oh, <laughs> and the way that you sang it and the way that I'm going to like, you know, just uh. every fucking part of it. I felt it. I saw you. I was you. And then it was interesting. I took that song to my altar work and sometimes I'd play it 20 times in a row for one altar session. And it was interesting. I got my recap from Spotify at the top of this or at the end of last year and Worthy was the number one song played. Mm. But that song healed me. And if I wouldn't have even known about it or had access to it and shared it with so many people and was worthy about, yes, relationships, like worthy against ego, against lower self, against the nefarious energies. It was worthy of it all, right? Of like shining my light and getting to truly live. So there's that. And then the third one that I wanted to share, um, and there's there'll be more as we weave into our our, our field today, but yeah. I shared something recently about grounding, about this ascension, whatever it is, it is to be experienced through our bodies. And I had never heard that. Everyone was like trying to go out and you're like, bring it in, ground into your body through your heart. And I was like, that is the only way. It was like something lit up in me that was such a deep remembrance of yes. And that's been a few months and it's completely changed my life because it allowed me to A, open my heart. I didn't know how closed it was in some areas and to be in the now, in my body and to really scan like, what am I feeling? What do I need? What does my little girl need? And so those three areas really stand out, but I just wanted to honor you so deeply because I've also gotten to be a ripple effect. I lead communities and share with friends and family. And I don't know to the depth anyone can catch it, but like whatever you were throwing down, I know I got it for what you Mm. were really intending. And I'm now paying it forward yet also embodying it. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for being who you be and Mm. taking on this mission in this life. Mm. (laughs) I feel all of that so much. I'm just taking it all in and like letting my heart 
that in because man, it's so important that we receive, um, you know, that we receive that's part of the worthiness is like Mm. just that ingrained, like the embodied, like take in that, that, that impact and um, the softness of that. So I appreciate that. And I, I Mm. felt that emotionally as well, because I know exactly what you are experiencing and um, the power of all three things that you said um, really impacted my life as well. So uh, it just goes to show that we think we don't make a difference and we mm-hmm. don't really necessarily know if we're making a difference mm-hmm. and um, we make a difference, whether you are, you have a podcast or you're on social media or or not, like we make, this is what it's all about is that domino effect of sharing the song, sharing the mm-hmm. audiobook, sharing the message to one person and the next person, the next person. And that's how we, op- you know, I will never forget. I, in March, last March, when I was in Amsterdam doing my very first event uh, on a 10 day tour for the book, and I saw this, I'm not religious. I've do, I've rarely gone to church. I don't know much about the whole Jesus story. And I hadn't listened to Ajashanti's Resurrecting Jesus audiobook yet. But I saw his statue. And I said, holy, you know, the statue the, that everyone sees where he's on the cross. And I went out there, my whole body got chills and I started crying. And I can hear um, spirit. And so I heard him talking and I felt him like I felt his his how he sees humanity, which is through the eyes of this heart centered awareness that most of humanity is in a state of suffering and it's not their faults. And, and I felt it. And he said to me. Um, something to the effect of and I've said this so many times in different arenas um, but he said, like, don't, don't let a day, don't let a moment go by where you're not, where you don't open humanity's hearts or something like that. Like, don't let a day go by where you're not opening humanity's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or every day is an opportunity. That's what it was. Every day is an opportunity to open humanity's hearts. And that's, that's what the 2024 is all about is opening our own hearts, being receptive to life, being worthy of life, um, staying focused on that mm. and um, and then sharing that with the world. That's it. That is it yeah. right there. That is the entire podcast. And I know that we're going to weave deeply and, and narrowly, but that is so beautiful. And it's interesting too, because Jesus, the human that was he it was soul in body. I, I know I love the way that you express that in a recent entangled. And we'll link to everything for people who aren't as familiar with you to, to um to get a taste of your teachings. But um yeah, I, I had about a year and a half ago I started buying candles and I was like, why am I buying candles with uh, <laughs> my whole living room is like a is like a it's a sanctuary. I don't have a TV. I got rid of that almost three years ago and so I turned it into kind of like this really weird, big, strange altar that's so special to me. And I live alone with three animals. And so there's an amber salt lamp. And about a year and a half ago, I also noticed it is the complete 
face or projection of Jesus, the human. Mm. Okay. And it's so comforting, right? Just the, the, the amber light and I dim all the lights and I light the candles and I'm like, Jesus and I are totally hanging right now. You know, Yeah. it was like a year later, I heard you say that because I had been so programmed about the religious aspect of Jesus and that indoctrination that I had no resonance there. And, but when it was time, and I believe that you allowed me to see that portal, cause it was like that book, get the book that will help me. Right. And so, but if I would have never even known about Ajashante's work, much less that amazing book, if it weren't for you, and it was you saying you listened twice. And I was like, Lori Ladd took 18 hours out of her life, not once, but twice. There's something here, right? So yeah. yeah. Yes. But this is it. Um, yeah, it, it truly is. I swear, like, I'm very cautious <laughs> talking about Jesus and I'm, yeah. I'm just very cautious, like, you know, it's because, you know, there's a lot of um, dogma around, you know, the the religious component and what it means. And, oh, you that means you're a sinner and that like all these other backstories that really have nothing to do with the heart of his embodiment. And um, it's he's to me, it is he is simply the reflection. And when I was this summer, when I was listening to <laughs> Resurrecting Jesus, I was like, I am committed to embodying soul and being soul embodied as human, like Jesus did. Like he is not going to be the only one, like <laughs> absolutely not, you know? And it was like, yes, like this is our, this is the evolution is like, mm. it's not so much to look up to him, even though we do, because it's like, oh, there's such a calm that comes over when we have him in that space. And, um, it, it, but it, and the, and the heart centered awakening that's happening for humanity is so connected to how he lived. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just a reflection of like how life is designed to be for us. And, you know, the great thing about Jesus that I learned through Ajashanti, because I'd never read the Bible and, uh, you know, is that he still stood up for what wasn't right in the world. Yes. He still got angry, you yes. know, he wasn't in like love and light all the time. He was, um, he was human, That's but it. yeah. And became a threat because he was also calling out the propaganda and the broken society, right? Like it's interesting, right? You are on so many sort of modern ways, modern, what does it even mean? There is no time, but you are for, for many that, right? He was a rebel. He spoke truth. He dared to be seen and heard in the authentic truth that he knew he was here to share, which is that I'm no different than you, but people forget that part. And yeah. they're and it's an interesting shift that I'm observing with so many people that have always been spiritual, but not religious. But now I think, look at it as a religion, right? And, but I get it like something outside, something external, I get it. And I have so much compassion for it. And that's where I thought maybe I was being guided. It was a little tricky for me, I'm not saying this isn't right for everyone. Everyone's on their own path, but I had to do some thorough examining because I was like, hmm, is that where I, yeah, and I was like, no, actually, no, it's just to honor who he was and yeah. to be. And that's the Christ consciousness. That's the ascension. This is what we are here to experience for those of us who have the courage to go all the way in and face ourselves, which brings I me mean it, it be, yeah, like it, it's not about, I did the same thing. Cause I was like, I know mm. this is an inward journey and I know this is about not putting my, um, 
I'm not putting anything outside of me. Like I know that I am God. God is me. I know that I am these this this magnificent force that's working through me. And mm. um, and so I was all I was very cautious of like, what does this mean that I'm, you know, um, walking with Him more, like hanging with Him more, um, and um, mm. it to me it's just the knowingness there's two things because he really shifted my world in Africa too <laughs> really rattled me in Africa but I mean literally I was like <laughs> what but it's twofold it's one that there is an aspect of Lori the lower Lori the little Lori I call her right um that thinks that she knows how this world works and that thinks that she's in control and when I hand my life over to something bigger than me, um, not like, oh, I'm handing things over to Jesus, but until I'm capable of really owning who I am as soul, right? So it's like this peeling back layer, like I'm peeling back the um, authentic aligned knowingness that I am soul, you are soul, we are soul, we are God, we are light, we are consciousness and body, no matter what. I mean, it's just right here, right now, right now, right now, right now, right? Um, but until I can actually fully 100% believe that, lead through that, walk in that every moment, right? Um, I need some assistance. <laughs> I need a little reminder of like, help me here. Yes. Right. And that's how I see Jesus is like, he's like, girl, I've got you like hand it over. What do you need? I'll, I'll carry it until you can carry it yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I'll remind you all. And that's really how I see my relationship with him is like a big brother. That's sort of like, I've got you until you've got yourself. Um, so beautiful. That for me is how I feel as well. And you've also been his sidekick for me. It's like the two of you, you know, those motorcycles where there's like a sidekick motorcycle, yeah. <laughs> like the goggles and a cute scarf, like Snoopy, remember? <laughs> You're Snoopy. <laughs> I'm so glad you laughed at that because that's hilarious. Right? But that's what I mean. Like, I was like, because your intensity is my flavor. It just, it's, it's just yeah. my favorite flavor. It's real. And I yeah. relate to real and it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it is mine. And obviously millions of others that you touch around the world, but yeah. yeah, thank you for bringing that into sort of, you know, some sort of human perspective in these wild times. I want to go back to when you first recognized the mission that you were given. You didn't take it on at that point. You had to do a whole bunch of self-sabotage. <laughs> they would give you then all of the realness for us to relate to you 30 years later. But can we go back to that moment at, I think it was 14 years young. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. wants to come through that you want to share about that moment. Mm, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to connect it to the time that we're in, like literally you know, January of 2024. So I was 13. I was in Hermosa Beach. I was walking the streets in my little flip-flops and um, walking down this alley. And I just remember um, the this, this voice, this energy came in, this awareness came in, and it came in. It was almost like something dropped into me and it said, um, 
you are here to assist in, um, this was in 1989, so it was assist in the ascension and the evolution on the planet and humans are going to be shifting and changing and you're going to be helping. Um, and it was, it just was an absolute knowingness. It was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's, you know, and I had like visions of what it may look like, but it was, a, it was basically my soul, um, reminding me of what I chose to, uh, accomplish or do in this lifetime. And the reason it correlates to right now is because all of us have some sort of like stamped signature of kind of what we uh, really wanted to um, experience at the end of our life. Mm -hmm. And for some of us, it's just this beautiful divine love. For some of us, it's um, a service work where you are, you know, having to step up and step out and speak in some on some capacity. Some of us, it's to raise children. But there's an absolute, um, you know, some of us, it's to be a painter. Some of us, it's to be a writer, whatever it is. But it's in your soul. And you, it, it, we all have it from a very young age. It's just a matter of when it turns on mm. and this year mm. is the year that your soul is going to start screaming from the rooftops and it's um for some of us it's a subtle scream and for some of us it's really loud and um and we don't you know i was 13 1989 and i spent most of my life with this kind of weight on my shoulders of you know you need to get to work lori and Mm. knowing that my whole life would change if I did that. So I just did it. I didn't want to commit. Um, but I always knew that when I did, I would be shown it would, it, it's, it's so um, it's such an absolute. So your soul is such an absolute, like whatever your, your, your calling is on this planet. Um, it's an absolute it's, it's, and, and that's like the energy of the lion, right? It's like, it, 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 nothing can pull you from what is in your soul. And mm. a lot of us will say, well, I don't know what that is. It's still, it's still there. It's still mm. in, right. And so it, it, you know, it requires you to cut out the background noise, um, listen more intently to our thoughts and the emotional states that we think we are. And, you know, the soul's trying to come alive right now. It's trying to it's trying to get your attention. It's trying to lead. It's trying to pull you into um, that highest aligned state. And um, man, it's going to require us to really, you know, commit, be determined, be focused, have that grit, um, you know. Uh, and, and when I committed to doing my work in 2015, the end of 2015, I was like, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to do it. I had to have that lion energy in order to like, I had to just focus and just say, okay, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I never knew what I was doing. I never, you, you came from private equity, right? Like just, yeah. I mean, talk about a 180. Yeah. Was there a moment that it was like, all right, it's time. Like did soul come back? Your soul say it's, it's now let's go. And you're like, all right, I surrender. What was that process like, or that moment that, new initiation really yeah there's a there th these moments will have in life and, and and fortunately or unfortunately a lot of us will just chalk it up to oh just a moment 
And I don't chalk any moments up to just moments, right? So every moment is like, okay, this is, everything means something. Even if you don't know what it means, the more you can keep your kind of radar on, recognizing that that life is always showing you what you need to see. Um, I was on a ferry, I would ride the ferry in from my, from um, Marin County, which is across the bay from the San Francisco Bay to the city every day. Um, I would take the ferry in. And one morning I was, um, I don't know um, how this woman came into my field, but I saw this woman that was going to do this workshop in Mount Shasta. And um, I, I remember the, the day like it was yesterday. I, was, I remember sitting there. I remember watching, looking at it at my phone. And I remember saying, and it was like this coming up weekend. It was like literally three days. It might have been Wednesday. And it was this this weekend she's doing some one day workshop in Mount Shasta. I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, and I said, it's time. Mm. You're you're done. You're it, it was like the soul just said, this is it. Mm. And it wasn't that this one day workshop in Mount Shasta was was what was going to give me the answers. It was the soul doesn't work that way. The soul works in like little kind of pivots, right? And so knowing that you have to kind of hand everything over and not have the answers, but know that something bigger is pulling you. Um, and that something bigger is the kind of just the knowingness of like, oh, I need to go do that. Oh, I need to, you know, I need to now reach out to this person or this, the, the feeling state of that intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where how soul leads. And so I was like, I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to go here and I'm going to, I'm committing. And I remember driving to Shasta and telling my, my two friends that came with me in the car, I was like, I'm committing to my work on this planet. I'm committing. I'm going to, I am a hundred percent in, and I'm going to be doing what I came on the planet to do. Um, and I did six months later, no, maybe the following June, I, I quit my corp my corporate job and um and stepped in. Um you have to have such a deep knowingness. Mm-hmm. At this point, though, this was 2015, 2016. At this point, like the energies on the planet are in such favor of um our souls being activated sure. that um it's 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 more of like a just jump in the river, kind of like just get your little canoe and and get in your get in your river and float downstream. Float <laughs> Don't try floating. to swim upstream; that's resistance. Let yeah, person, just float. Yeah, yeah. start floating. Um, yeah. and start trusting. The flow state is so interesting because, mm-hmm. um, the flow state is not like chill, right? No. Like, <laughs> flow state is very. <laughs> can be very chaotic um yeah, you can think you're dying you can choke on water you can feel yeah. like you're to death you know someone may yeah. run to you because they they're looking for safety i mean it's a whole thing if you've ever been in a river <laughs> it's a whole thing it's a whole thing so it's really starting to trust ourselves so deeply like you know, 2020, 2021, and parts of 2022, it really rattled us. Um, it's interesting because it rattled us awake. It rattled an entire planet awake. What a beautiful gift. Um, but it also initiated a huge amount of fear 
because we started to see things that we hadn't seen before. And so when you start seeing these nefarious forces and this, this, this like, wait, what do you mean these people are doing these things? Then you start your radar, your, your, you start fine tuning to these Mm -hmm. uh, not so great things that are happening on the planet. And, um, on one level, that's very important in the awakening journey. It's extremely important in the process of awakening because you have to kind of see, you can't just bypass, uh, you know, what's been controlling and manipulating you. Um, but at some point you have to say, that's a story that's happening. That's great. And now I need to come back and realign, right? And choose, choose what life I want to start leading, what life I want to start living, because that stuff is going to be there for years and years and years to come. And there will be many uh, 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 events and experiences and all of that that um, we can focus on. Mm -hmm. Or we can start to choose to um, see kind of the flip side of that coin mm -hmm. and um, and start living from that uh, that place where we have choices. We really, truly have choices in how we're going to see the world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really, really important right now. Yes. That's a beautiful segue. There's so much that's coming in that I really want to just like go deep and narrow with you from that share. But what also I want to get to is how important it is to face it, to be with it, to literally embrace it, but yet not let it run us. And that speaks to what you and I chatted about before I hit record. And you definitely speak about this everywhere. And it's this this real epidemic on humanity's heart, which is this unworthiness. It's not ours. It's not true. It's a lie. It's been programmed. But can we speak to what drew you to Africa and how you literally also went there to, to do unworthiness work, which is so important. I think it's everything. And, and what that revealed to you that you now are in body on and, and takes your mission that much more I wouldn't say further, but deeper and that much more potent. I mean, it feels like there's an urgent call without fear, but yet fear's there. So it's all of it, right? It all belongs. Yeah. It's, there's definitely an urgency of, um, kind of waking humanity up in a different way, which is like back into their embodied soul, back into their hearts, back into trusting life, back into receiving from humanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, open to the open to humans receive from humans um know you're safe in life like say yes keep saying yes opening like that is the worthiness and um mm. i had you know re you know if you if, if you've listened to my work you know that i'm all about like whatever's coming up i'm like give it to me like if i'm if i'm feeling unworthy i'm like like I will d feel it. I will acknowledge it. I will honor it. Unworthiness was kind of building up and building up and building up. And it was just becoming more debilitating and more debilitating. Mm -hmm. 
And it was stunting my ability to not only align with my own soul and like who I am, but it was stunting my ability to even show up for humanity. And my life force had been drained out of me. And I had been in a relationship that just really, really showed me my unworthiness. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, many of those, of those lives that you shared. And I was like, yep, I've been there recently. <laughs> what a gift. I mean, yeah. you want to look at how you view yourself. Just look at your relationships, there you, go. you know, um, and so I was called. So at first I was like, am I going to, am I supposed to go to Egypt? And I was like playing around with that energy. So anytime I'm feeling into what I'm supposed to do, it's like an energetic radar goes out and I start kind of my, these tentacles go out and I start to kind of energetically feel into something. And it's like, am I supposed to go to Egypt? And I start opening to Egypt. I start looking around Egypt and Egypt is a powerful spot, but it's very, it's very expansive, right? It's very galactic. It's very ancient. Um, it's open. It's opens. And I'm like, no, I think I'm supposed to go to Africa. And I was like, Africa, you know, and Africa is very grounding. It's very embodied. It's very slow. It's like the earth. It is the, the home base for humanity's birth place. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to go to Africa and I'm supposed to do safari. And, and I knew that it was going to break me open. I knew that I was going to um, mm -hmm. repeat myself at the core of um of my unworthiness and you know when i went um there wasn't like necessarily one thing in in, in particular that really um rocked me other than um you know when i got stranded at the nairobi airport that was really the turning point where i realized um life can never harm me mm. and life is not out to get me and mm. i am truly safe in my body to experience any stress or worry or anxiety or fear mm. because something bigger than me has me and when i really felt that safety um and then all the different humans at that moment that came into my life it, at that time right after I said okay I'm so safe I hear you Jesus like because mm -hmm. I said to Jesus at the airport when I'm sitting there against the I'm at the Nairobi airport like I have no idea what I'm going to do I have no hotel I have like and all I know is that my friends are like do not go out and just take any taxi cab somewhere like you're a white woman blah like all kinds of fear right and I want to give a tiny bit of context you had every intention of going to the gorillas right like that yeah to go and and, and then, and then there were all these twists and turns and some new paperwork that you were supposed to have, but it was this catch 22. You, you couldn't go without it, but you couldn't get it without it. I mean, it was, it was like, I, I it was, it was such a, a wild, twisty, turny adventure, but it was for you to reclaim yourself. So it was for me, yeah. I wanted to give some context there. Yeah. I was supposed to go to Uganda and see the yeah. gorillas, which is the only reason I went to Africa. Supposedly, right. right? Exactly. Like I went to Africa to go see the gorillas. Or thought like, you, or, or so you thought. Like, 
yeah or sorry that that was like everything else was like toppings on the cake right but it was all about the gorillas and so when I, they were like where's your e-visa and my heart stopped and i went into a shock i started praying i was like jesus if you are really real you're gonna get me on this plane like you're gonna please jesus please jesus i'm supposed to be on this i'm supposed please and i was praying and praying and praying and praying at standing in front of that man i was like i'll do anything and i was like convinced that if i prayed hard enough uh, you know, the gate, the pearly gates would open and I would get my way. Mm. And the greatest things happened to me by not going, because when I didn't go, I got to experience the anxiety, the stress, the worry. I, I, I said to, I was talking to Jesus because he was so in my field. Mm. And I was like, why, like, why I'm not going to get my money back. I don't have a hotel. I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to find a hotel. I'm going to have to figure out what I'm doing for four days by myself here. Like just all kinds of whatevers. And he said, how do you think I lived my life, Lori? Like mm. when you, he says, when he said, when you trust in life, mm. you know that life is always gifting you. So nothing could possibly be wrong. You're, you're not sitting up against this wall. It, it, you're not off course and you're so divinely protected. So you have to give to this moment. You have to open to this moment. You have to receive this moment. And mm. every person I came in contact with from that point forward, almost every single person, they either said to me randomly, you're welcome home. Yep. Um, uh, you're, you're here, you're safe. Mm -hmm. um uh it's so glad to it, i'm so glad to see you here i'm so glad to have you here it was like there you're here for a reason and so every single person was like validating that i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be and the deeper lesson for me i mean it just happened it was every day mm -hmm. and the deeper lesson for me the deeper embodiment for me was that if I open to life in every way, if I open to life, if I choose to open to life. So if you think about how we've been living the last couple of years, based on what we've experienced, there's a very, we're, we're very closed off. We're skittish. We're prepared. We're ready for anything. We're like, we're in fight mode. We're, you know, it's like um, hunger games. Yes. Yes. That's how it's exactly. Yes. yes. It's yeah. like, if I don't take care of myself, who's going to, I have to be the one that's preparing for all these things. And, and it's a very, it's not how we're designed to live. And it's a beautiful thing that we gave ourselves because we opened to the intensity that's on this planet that, 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 um, that has, uh, controlled us. But now we have to open to life. Now we have to say, like, we have to be so courageous. Mm. And it does all boil down to worthiness. Because if you, it, when you really feel worthy, mm. you know that you can open to life and that life will gift you. That life, you can, you can receive in life. You can receive from strangers. You can receive from your friends, you can receive from your family, you can re you can receive, you can receive what you're here to do, you can receive abundance, you can receive love, like worthiness and receptivity mm. go hand in hand mm. and feeling into like, wow, what does it even mean to be receptive? Like, am I receptive to life or do I think that I have to be in charge? 
and that I have to run the show mm -hmm. because from that place, that's, that, that's a fear-based place that, that, um, you're kind of ready for the next shoe to drop or I know what's best. And when heart opens, we talked about that Christ consciousness, man, when that opens, you are literally vulnerable to the world. You are saying like, I am opening to the world hurting me. I am opening to the world doing whatever it's going to do because I know that I'm safe. And I know that the world is going to hold me. I have, and the only way for us to know that is to start doing that. And your soul knows your soul wants you to experience this life and this freedom and this openness and this worthiness. And nobody can do it, but us, right? Like nobody can push through that, but us. And the, the loops though, that we're in is the, the, everything that we are consuming now, like it's, that's, what's creating this, ep this epidemic of unworthiness is, um, is all of, it's so subtle, but it's so profound and it's so detrimental to our, um, mental capacity, our mental, our mind is the consumption of social media, the consumption of, um, YouTube, the consumption of um, anything, just the consumption of it is um, it, it's it's impacting us in really, really subtle but profound ways. And it's it's this is the year, you guys, that we have to say, excuse my language, but get the fuck out of my way. Get the fuck out of my way. No more, no more, no more no more. Mm -hmm. And like every day pulling yourself out of the um, mind chatter and the victim state and the um, emotional uh, vulnerability and um, all of that, like we, we have to go full force into this now um, with a, you have to force yourself, you have to push through all of it. Um, and it requires, you know, us doing this together. So it's like, no, you've got this, like, we're all doing this together. We're all, we're all, we're, we're, we're cheering each other on right now. You know, that's what we should be doing is cheering each other on and saying, you've got this, you can do this, get out of bed. Do not believe those things in your mind because it's your mind. That's the devil. It's your mind that is, um, that's uh and you know not to get too kind of darkish but it's like the mind is being infiltrated by what you consume and we just don't quite we know that but we we justify the other things that we're watching and and we say well it's knowledge and it's giving me freedom and i would argue to the cows come home that if you are consuming anything that has any sort of energy around tightness in the body, fear, prepare for, look out for, these people are against you, they're going to come after, anything that has any sort of um, energy of fear of any sort, um, it is doing such a detrimental um, game on your mind. Yeah. and. Because that's going to be there no matter what, whether you consume it or not, it's there and it's not, 
the only thing that's available right now. I'm so glad that you're speaking to this. And I want to come back to actually the lion energy, right? That you really uh, chose to embody uh, as your true essence and how that will serve this part of our journey. But um, it's, it is very seductive for those of us who have learned to trust probably a narrowed down few resources at this point, right? Because it was really tricky. It was like the wild, wild west of the alternative media three years ago, or I'll speak for myself two years ago. Um, and then it was like, okay, that's BS. That's BS. Like, right. They would prove themselves out. Right. But a lot of charlatans probably meaning well, but trying to get a dime. I don't know. I'm not judging anyone in their journey, but but I, but it was on me to have discernment, right? And to trust myself to know what was good for me and what wasn't. And so I was down to like my maybe five. And then I noticed even of those, they got they were more caught up in the fear headlines because it sells and it gets more followers and it gets more likes or it gets more engagement. And I was like, huh, how do I feel though when I engage in their content? And you shared something even before we hit record that I'm, I imagine you've shared with your your viewers and your community. Um, we don't always feel at the moment that it happens, right? So I had several days go by and I know you shared the same where it was so dark. It was like tentacles were coming up out of the collective and it was really trying to pull me all the way under and it was unworthiness. It was, it was I don't know if I want to live, just deep, dark stuff. And I was like, I know this isn't mine. Like all is so well, this isn't mine. Am I going crazy? Like, and I was like, okay, what did I consume lately? And then I traced it back and I was like, oh, all those informative channels that I had thought I trusted, right? They're not serving me at this season on my journey. What serves me is to drop into my own heart and to listen to the guidance that I have, right? And so, but it was, it was wild because I still was so addicted that I wanted to go watch it even mm -hmm. after that awareness. So mm -hmm. I did. This was about a week ago. And I was like, I, I logged on. I was like, oh, but I got to watch them. They're my guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was three minutes in and I just could feel my whole system going under again. And I'm like, alert, alert, abort, you know, get out of here. And it was like, it took all my fortitude to be vigilant enough to, to like reign agency over my own experience. I mean, mm. literally, I'm a grown ass woman who's totally conscious mm. and I... But I, it was like, it took everything to get out of that addiction. And I know, because I've gone through addiction on the sort of substances and cigarettes and the alcohol and all that. I was like, this is a whole other level. So I did log, log out and I felt so empowered. And then I chose something else. It was just some frequency music. I, I lit mm. the candles and I just looked at Jesus in the, in the amber salt lamp. And I was like, we're good, right? And I gave that gift to myself and I marinated in that frequency for the next couple of hours and then just put myself to bed, slept all the way through the night, woke up with rainbows and unicorns on my heart. <laughs> you know, and that doesn't always happen, but right? Like, yes. but this is the process. And people are like, oh, I don't know how to get myself out. What are you consuming, right? So that's the piece right here. But can we circle back to, because now I'm like obsessed with lion energy. It's everything. Ugh. Can we weave that together? Ugh. And even Jesus and lions? Ugh. Like, yes, okay, I'm feeling oh. <laughs> Well, you know that Jesus is like, apparently, if, if anybody watching this is, is has read the Bible, or apparently Jesus and the lion are like, that's the metaphor for Jesus is the lion. I had no idea. I didn't and I'm like, together until you said that. I was like, oh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, of course he is. Like he got it. Like this, yeah. this energy is, is a grounded, regal, 
force to be reckoned with that knows who it is and nothing, it doesn't matter what else is going on in the wild. It is determined. It is focused. It's just so empowered, embodied, grounded, like, and also just gentle and soft. And I mean, when I was in the safari, on the safari, I was more afraid of elephants than I was the lion, you know, like elephants came at us, not the lion. So it's like, um, this, this energy right now we have to have because, um, we, we, we need to remember who we are in the midst of what's unraveling right now, because, oh my God, it is tricky, 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 tricky energy. And most of what people are feeling right now is not theirs yes, and it's going to convince it. them that that you're losing your fucking mind yep. right that you're going crazy something's wrong with you this is the year where we stop i mean if you're doing your healing work and your trauma work that's really beautiful but if you are someone that just thinks that that needs to keep going that is a program that needs to stop the lion is done like yeah. it's time to actually recognize who you are as soul embodied and get going and mm -hmm. when you start doing that you will you will immediately you listen to any story of somebody telling you about this or that or the, 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 you know, the government's doing this or people are doing that or whatever it is. And you'll be like, I don't give a fuck. Get out of my, I got shit to do. Yes. Like you can keep wasting the time doing all that, or you can get serious and start focusing on the life that you want, because that's actually how we change this world. Mm -hmm. Not by continuing to consume all of this shit that these, that this small percentage of people are doing on the planet, it will make your body get sick. It will, it will lower your body's vibration. It will create it, it is dark. I, I watched something about a month and a half ago. And these people are not doing this to harm us. They, they're, they, they don't really even realize necessarily what, what they're, what they've opened in terms of what's coming in. Right. When I watched this video on YouTube and I got stuck in it, it was like, it, it, it got me. And I was, I rarely watch these things. And I, realized that it had me like it literally took me I didn't even I was like in a um uh a comatose sort of like uh numbed out state it it, it just took me mm -hmm. and when I came out of that video I was so dark I was mm -hmm. so heavy I was so depleted and I recognized that I had been comet like comet like something got me like we do with commercials mm -hmm. And um, I realized my my alertness to what I watch has to be 10 times stronger now than ever. And I need to stop watching anything other than, you know, fun, nonsense, stuff that has nothing to do with what's going on in the world. Because, um, you know... On an energetic level, this is an energetic battle that we're in, and we have to start recognizing that even the people that we look up to and even the people that we think have our best interests at hand that aren't part of the government, mm -hmm. um, how are you feeling around everyone and everything? Like, how do you feel? Like, and I guarantee you, if you start feeling into 
what it feels like when you're listening to things, mm-hmm. you will be turning off more and more and more. Mm. Well, you'll just start to turn the noise off. Yeah. Right. You know, it's interesting. I remember following your journey. I've been ever since maybe two years ago. Um, so newish, but I know about a month and a half ago, you were talking about this this relationship coming to an end and it was, you were so open and transparent. So I'm not saying anything out of turn here, but, um, and you've shared here, you know, that that was just like, you know, showed you everything you needed to know about your unworthiness. Right. But it's, but the energetics at that time, if I were to piece the puzzle together, you were not feeling whole and connected to your truth, to your power, to your worthiness. Right. So when we're in lower states, then of course you watch some shit that you would never watch, right? So the lesson here, I'm getting the chills. Does that resonate for you? Yes. Yeah, I got, I got the chills. Yeah. Okay, so me too. Full, full yeah. body chills. Full um, body chills. Yes, this is this is really important for for our listeners and watchers to get because if you are currently in a season or in a moment where you're down, where you're feeling fractured, you're distracted, you're not able to focus, right? All these things that we all go through. Do not, for the love of God tune into that stuff, right? Like do whatever it takes to just go watch a butterfly or right. Like watch cartoons, right? I don't know what it means, but like go play with puppies, you know? I mean, seriously, like get off the devices because we'll do things that we would never normally do. And right now this is, we talked about this. It's not dress rehearsal. I'm not at all trying to induce fear. That is the last place that fire and soul is. We're speaking true, real talk here. Like if you're in a lower state, Turn the volume up on what feels really good. And if you don't know what that means, it's because the, the mind is probably pretty dense and pretty accustomed to being busy, then don't do anything, right? Breathe, come back to your heart. But right now, I feel like if we don't know our spiritual practices that allow us access to drop into our truth, to our lion essence on a dime, it's going to be very, very tricky out there. So is there anything you want to add to that piece? Because that was a lot, but it felt really important to share. Yeah, that felt really, really important because I was in a relationship um, on and off for about a year with uh, with an, an individual um, where I felt so, oh my God, unworthy. I felt so undesired. I felt so, oh my God, I just, I just felt like I, I mean, this person Even could the not. Even that hurt. you're holding your neck right yes, now. Yes, like how you felt. Yes, yes. That's so interesting. And yes. you know, the crazy thing is, is that when I was, um, this is a she side was, note. Like, choking this, herself, y'all. If you're not watching this, yeah. I had a boyfriend in high school that choked me. Oh, like like literally choked me, and I had to like push him off of me. Um, and so I've had that kind of energy around me most of my life where like there's there's a a, um, a squeezing of of who Lori is she's mm. not good enough she's not worthy she has to squeeze herself into the way this man wants her to be and then she's worthy and then she's deserving and um mm. and it at this point you're so right like you pay attention to to um and it's so hard because if it wasn't for me going to Africa and me being stuck at the Nairobi airport, you know, I mean, I was determined. I was committed. I was like, I am going to, I am not going to, this is not how life is supposed to be lived. I know this. Right. And so what, like exactly what you said, like, what are the tiny things that you can do right now 
that feel really difficult to do, even mm. turning, like stop scrolling and just go watch an animal eating freaking strawberries or like, <laughs> you know, start watching a whale making noise in the ocean and force these shifts, um, you know, don't do the old patterning that just feels so comfortable, which is, you know, reaching back out to an ex or, mm -hmm. um, you know, staying in a relationship where, you know, you are worthy of something better. Like we have to start to take these action steps that are going to feel like we are being stretched, like the Gumby that's, you know, that green Gumby that is stretched. <laughs> yeah, like it is go time right now. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you, we gotta, we gotta pull up these pants and say enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And really what's the tools that we have. Um, and cause the, the, the life force will be, if we allow it, our life force can get pulled from us in these very subtle ways. Um, and it's, it's almost, um, uh, you know, easier yeah. on one level. It's like, no, Mm -mm. You make such a good point. It does feel easier, right? To lower self, little, little Michelle, for sure. When I was going through another season, cause it's cyclical, it seems, but it seems like things are shifting now, actually. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. Although it could just be a moment. I have no idea. I know that I'm here to embrace whatever is in my field, whatever is truly up for me. But, um, it's so wild because Back in June, I finally gave up cigarettes. I smoked on and off, but mostly on in hiding. Biggest shameful secret at night. No one knew, you know, but I chain smoked five, six, 10, you know, in a row. I mean, oh my God, since I was basically 14. And so quitting that when my soul, you talked about soul is getting activated right now. My soul came to me. I got COVID only time. I don't even know if it was COVID, whatever it was. I got really sick in June. It tested as a COVID test. Um, and my soul showed up at three o'clock in the morning and, and begged me to quit smoking, mm. you know? And of course, soul animates the body. It was like, you got work to do. Like, and I just, tears are streaming down my face and I was completely surrendered, chills, sweats, you know, the whole thing, headache alone, scared, not know if I was going to die, like really intense moment. And I'm not a dramatic person when it comes to illnesses at all. I rarely get sick. I'm very, very healthy in general outside of this cigarette habit. Um, but it was an old identity. It was an old coping mechanism. Anyway, soul came on and I, I was like, do I have to? And my soul begged me, please, you know, please. And um, so for the next six months up until June, every adolescent feeling, emotion, unmet need of where I didn't feel valued, I didn't have a sense of belonging, like body dysmorphia came on, like strange relationships with, with you know, people, didn't know how to be a friend, didn't know how to be a... Didn't have it, didn't know any of that, right? Which it's very common at that age. And this is where most of us will turn to some sort of an addiction or uber success or combo of both. And the mass come on, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had to alchemize all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's more, there's always more. Mm -hmm. But the last, those six months were the most intense season of my life. Mm -hmm. So when that would come on, if like it's just easier to be caught up in the grips of dread, it was like, I've had a good life if this is mm -hmm. it. And then it was like, wait a second. When things started to shift right around the new year, not that it was a new year because it's not, mm -hmm. um, but there was an energetic that I chose to be in the river on. 
Mm. I chose, and this is the message that I want everyone to hear. I fucking chose. Mm -hmm. I remembered who I was at the same time. I got my first and only tattoo that says, remember who you are. Right. Right. Yes. I had to do that. It was like, if I did it, no one else would, no one was coming to save me, not Jesus, not anyone. And I had to know for myself that I was worthy of living. I was worthy of creating. I was worthy of leading. I was worthy of all of it. And it was like, it is time to step up. And I didn't even know what that meant. I wanted to hide under the covers metaphorically and yet from social and all of it. And I was like, I don't have it in me yet. And so it did, it felt like this is easier. So the call on this conversation, if anyone is willing to take it on, is answer the call of your soul. It is time you are aligned. Remember who you are. You're nodding. You are beaming. I'm feeling our energy. She doesn't want to just pause because it's your moment. But what wants to come through that you want to share? Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Keep going. I'm like at the sermon, like, yeah, keep Yes, this is us. This is us. This is humanity. It's available to all of us. And I forget all the fucking time too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to pretend to be on some high horse. I'm as real as real as it gets. But what I know is that what you shared recently and Entangled is, and I'll link to that for sure specifically, we got to remember who we are, right? And this is go time. It ain't dress rehearsal. This Mm -hmm. is happening. It is now we chose to be here. Let's get her done. Yeah, let's get her done. Like Mm -hmm. own that lion energy this year. Like, and even right now, like, yes, it's hard. Yet, I mean, last week or less than a week ago, um, when I came back from Africa, I had a depression that came over me that scared the shit out of me. And it was like, I mean, I'm talking like depression where I'm like, because I know depression because I had it when I was younger. And, you know, it's debilitating. You're screwed. You're like, I am. If this comes in and I let this come in. And I laid in bed from 3 a.m., um, until 7am letting this, like, Mm. almost like a monster come into my room. Right. And, um, and I was curling up in a ball and I was just having compassion for Lori and just laying there. And then all of a sudden it was like, you get the fuck up now Mm. and you are done. You are done. You're Mm -hmm. done. And I was like, Mm. and I got up and my illness, my sickness went away that was in my body. That mm. depression has not come back. Every night when I wake up at 1 3, I'm content. I'm peaceful. I'm happy. Like whatever I chose in that moment, my niece saying, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like not, no way. I am done. Mm. That's the energy. It's like, and it doesn't make it easier. Like this morning I was like moving in and out of like different States. And it's like, Oh my God, like, is this, can I, can I really step into this? And like, yes, welcome to the human journey. Like, welcome to the human experience. It's you're not just going to step out and be like, ah, you know, and, and you know, you're going to have these uh, like perhaps, but right now it's like, mm. you got to claim, you got to claim your soul wants you to claim it. Your soul wants you to own it. Your soul wants to gift you what you came here to experience. You know, so many of us are like, oh, there's this, you know, like there's a, a, the heaven on earth is here and we can, we can experience this other world. And it's like right now, this is what it means. It's effort. It's work. It's focus. It's 
It's you literally forcing yourself to turn off the things that you always watch, right? It's you forcing yourself to feel worthy. Like, and it's not just like mantras. It's like, no, you, you own it. Yes. Choose. Yes. It's huge. And the other thing I want to add there, and, 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 and then I, I know we're, we're beginning to close out, but, and this is of zero judgment because I have been there and I know what it takes to get to the other side of any sort of external addiction, right? Like whether it's alcohol or cigarettes or who knows what it is for anyone listening or watching, but try to get really present to what that is, is, is keeping you entangled in, right? Like, so, and, and I know it's, it's probably seems so much easier, like what we're talking about, just to just keep doing a little bit of that, right? Just so it takes off the edge, but that actually only keeps us more entrapped. And that's the big that's the big myth is that, you know, we think, ah, oh, it helps me escape, but really it only reinforces the darkness and the lack of resourcefulness and the lack of reclamation uh, capacity, really. And so I just offer that because it is a new year, new frequency, new way, right? But, but this is a, when you shared recently, and I wrote it, the dark energies that are here that we can't see, it's in the collective, it's also in the field, it's being projected upon us in ways that we can't even imagine. And of course, online, the, the scrolling, the television, if people are still watching TV, some do. Um, but you said in order to get to the next level, to, no, to get through the next level, we have to force our way through. And I, of course, six months ago, I would have been like, mm, that feels a bit intense. It is mm -hmm. so appropriate and applicable right now. So I'll leave you with that thought to add on to, and then we'll close this amazing conversation out. Yeah. It, I, I mean, six months ago, I mean, June was a really profound month for me as well. It was very mm -hmm. transformative. That's when I started listening to Resurrecting Jesus. Mm. Um, and I went through a massive, massive, massive healing um, in June. Probably the biggest healing I've ever had in my entire life preparing mm -hmm. me. And um, it's, I, I, I was very much in the, um, what is is, what is it? You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what is it, what it is. Um, now it's like, Oh, no, no, no. I mean, everything is what it is. It, 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 you can't argue with reality, obviously. Like life's always gifting you. But we do not get through this sitting back and just kind of saying, well, it is what it is. And, and, and um, you know, like you, this is a freaking like, how do I even put this in words? This takes massive commitment. This is not a, I'm going to sit and meditate. And if I do that enough, somehow I'll be shown. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. This is a, I have to force all of the things that we are doing that we know are not for our highest good. Stop fucking doing them, period. Mm -hmm. All of the thoughts that you are thinking that are not who you know you are, force yourself into a different thought. I don't care. Like we we have to stop babying ourselves. I mean, this is not like, you know, again, if you're ready for this message, it will resonate and you will charge. You will say, okay, but nobody can do this. Mm you but you nobody can make you realize oh shit this is a next level of the video game and um i've got to be fierce 
Yes. Like the I've left- got to be fierce. Mm. We've got to be fierce with our hearts and fierce with our souls and fierce with our embodiment. And so there's this, there's a balance of the fierceness of that lion energy, which is like, I know exactly who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I want. Nothing's going to stop me. And I better freaking practice all day long, integrating that and embodying that. So it's a fierceness, but then there's an openness to life. So there is a, um, the heart is opening. The heart is trusting. The heart is that you are receiving. You are open. You are trust. You are vulnerable. You are raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like you you are saying yes. You're saying, and, and there's a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lion energy, you know, the lion, it was vulnerable while it was still it wasn't in a protective state when I was watching it. It was bell, you know, rolling on its belly. It was like, just like trusting in life. I mean, it didn't know if, you know, it, it, whereas like a giraffe energy, more protective elephant energy, more protective Buffalo energy, more protective. Like they're curious, they're protective. They're watching you. They're not exactly sure. Right. Lion didn't give a, (laughs) right. It was just like, I know that life has me. I know that life is Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good. Um, and that that's the energy that we are, that we are here to really integrate embody and be it's that fierceness with the openness and um and that's the worthiness like mm. you know and and really we're, we're this is how we change the world yes we change the world by remembering who we are mm. and by trusting that we can be that yes that we get to be that, that we allow to. ourselves to be that. Yeah. Yes, we choose that. Yeah, we choose um, We are unshackling ourselves from thousands of years. It's incredibly courageous, you know, to be human. But we chose, I know I chose to be here. And it's like, oh, I didn't really want to like admit that for a long time, right? Like, are we sure? I want an addendum to that soul contract, right? But it's like, no, like it's time, it's time. And I think I had to go all the way in just like you and just like many listening all the way face it all, right? Um, The hardest, darkest parts of myself that I saw reflected in the world, Um and that was really intense work. And it was like, I didn't know it was ever going to end. And then it was like, ah, oh, I'm sure there's way more to go, but it doesn't have a hold on me like it did. Right. Cause I had never examined that part of myself, but when it was time, it was time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I couldn't be more grateful for this conversation. Um, I'm oh, so, so thankful good. for your service. <laughs> wow. Such yeah. a powerful, powerful moment, powerful conversation. Um, mm-hmm. man, oh man. I mean, that's the energies right now is like, Yes. It goes, we're just, it's just, it's, it, it, you were, you just cut right to the, yeah. right to the core of everything. It's like, just go right in. It's like, oof, there's yeah. no layers we have to peel back. It's just, this is it. And this is why it was in divine order that we didn't connect a few months ago when we thought we would. And you had to go to Africa and I had to go through my own reclamation yet again process. Um, I'm just so thankful for your time. I just, yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just visioning the day I, I get to give you a big hug in person, Lori. Yeah. I just, I'm so grateful for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for this conversation and this, um, yeah, this radio transmission that we got to send out to people and, um, 
that they get to receive and that that remembrance and that activation within them of of um you know who they are and the 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 real profound um power they have to uh make a difference in this world mm, that's it yes make a big I'm difference. I'm going to link to a lot of what we shared, um, including your amazing book that you channeled divine design. It's so incredible. Mm -hmm. It was, it was dense for me in the beginning. And then I was, I would just keep going back and it's just like, ah, okay. Now I know what was coming through. Right. I'm still learning. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on that book. Whoa. So intense, but where else, uh, can our listeners and watchers catch you? Yeah, that book is next level, but people are getting more and more ready for it um okay. uh the best place to find me is probably on my website i guess or instagram um facebook i guess that's been well know. i found you on youtube so i'm gonna link youtube to yeah youtube i'm just gonna give everyone all the places yeah. because wherever people like to hang out you're there yeah um, and you're very consistent and uh been life-changing for me life-affirming for me and, and really, you've been a real example of possibility of what it's like to be completely open, available to, for it all, and willing to take on the call. So yeah. 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 You're so beautiful. I see you, sister. Who I see yeah. you. INS. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Thank you for letting me share this space with you. It was powerful. Mm, really powerful. Thank you. All yeah. right. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.